Welcome to Dogsthorpe Infant School Launchpad. Stand by for action. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Now, there's been a rise in the number of children in Peterborough who are eligible for free school meals. One school heads encouraging parents to sign up if they can, especially as the cost of a healthy hot meal at home has gone up. More than 8,700 pupils in the city were claiming lunches at school in 2021. That's just over 22% of school children, up from around 15% in 2017. Many of these meals are means-tested, but kids in reception and years one and two get a free meal as long as they're in a government-funded school. That includes Dogsthorpe Infants, where BBC Radio Cambridge's Kate Palmer went to meet the pupils and the head chef. Dream, believe, shine the words written in big orange letters outside Dogsthorpe Infant School in Peterborough. The children are just enjoying a well-earned break and it's nearly lunchtime, so I might head on in and see what's cooking. My name is Kevin and I'm seven years old. My name is Emin and I'm six years old. Oh. Nice to meet you, Kevin and Amin. Have you just had your lunch? Yes. Yes, um, I had two jacket potatoes and a lot of peas, and it's even better than my mum. Even better than your mum's? Are you going to tell her that when you get home, Kevin? <laughs> I think that's probably wise. Did you like yours, I mean, what did you have? Um, I had um, vegetables with rice, and it was better, better with my mum's too. The lunchtime rush has been busy from start to finish. Everyone's filed in and out of the dinner hall. The pupils made up a sea of red jumpers and white shorts. They've been sitting on big, long brown tables with red stools. There's a serving hatch with empty pots and dishes and some displays of peppers and onions and chilies. And on the other side of the hatch is the kitchen. I've just snuck into the kitchen and everyone's very busy clearing up, so I'll try not to get in the way. But I'm here with Chef Jane. and. There's the most beautiful background behind you, just a display of colourful vegetables. Is that something that you try to inject into the food you make? Most definitely, yes. Um, like anybody, you eat with your eyes first. So if something looks appealing, you're going to be tempted to try it. And the kids love colour, so it's important we have lots of bright, vibrant colours going on around us. It's really beautiful and it smells amazing. And we've got one of your dishes here. Talk me through it, Jane. So today you've got the fried vegetable rice. So there's a mixture of peppers, leek, onion and carrot, um, which was fried off in garlic and fresh ginger that's been grated in a minimal amount of oil. Once it was soft enough, then basically I added a 50-50 balance. So we use brown rice and white rice. Oh, I never would have thought it was brown. 
Oh, yeah, no. yeah. So it's a mixture of both because again, it's a good way of getting fibre and stuff into the kids' diets. That's then mixed into it, and then I just added some sweet chili sauce and. It's as quick as simple as that. I love your use of the word just because that sounds so intricate, but I'd love to dig in and try some. Yeah, do you do? Oh, that is lovely. It's just packed with flavour. And like I say, I never would have thought it was brown rice. Would the children eat it if it looked like it was whole grain or are they more open-minded than I might think? Uh, there'd be a few that would just go, yeah, OK, I'll try it, not a problem. And then you'd have a few that would be like, oh, no, brown rice. You know, they might not have it at home. So again, when they come here, we want them to experience different types of brown rice, white rice, you know, food costs and stuff. Not everybody can just go and buy everything they want on a, a daily basis. So, yeah, we do mix it up and we don't tell them. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? But, yeah, they like it. <laughs> we have a few children that are very stuck in their ways. They will only go to what they know. So I would hate for any child to come in and be petrified at what that's been put out and not want to eat. Um, but we have, like, a thing where I go, right, OK, you can have a cheque potato, but are you going to try whatever the main meal is? And I do put some on their plate and then they come back and they're like, oh, my God, I tried it and I really liked it. So then I reward them with a sticker and say, you know what, that's amazing. And then the next time they come round, they're a bit more, again, willing to try something new. So I have actually won one or two over, and now they don't have jacket potatoes. I bet those parents love you, Jane, for overcoming fussy eating. <laughs> I hope so. Or I've completely made a nightmare for them, and their kids are going to go home expecting fried rice and chicken and stuff. <laughs> Reporter Kate Palmer there in the kitchen with Jane at Dogsthorpe Infant School in Peterborough. We'll hear from the head teacher Becky Waters a little bit later on. I love I love the little tricks that she uses to gently trick the children into eating things that they wouldn't look twice at. Let's have a word with Jonathan Lewis, service director for education across Cambridgeshire and Peterborough. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Dottie. Oh, excellent. We've got you there. Um, so in Peterborough, you've seen this rise. In 2017, 15% of school kids eligible for free school meals, 22% in 2021. What do you think's driven that change? Well, I, I, the actual position now is uh, about 26.5%, so it's nearly 11,000 children, so it's got even more challenging. Um, I think um, we saw during COVID uh, lots of families losing jobs. I think the cost of living crisis, the pressure on the economy at the moment, uh, we've seen more parents who have, who have triggered the threshold uh, to access free school meals. Uh, and that doesn't look like it's letting up. So um, I think it's really important that if parents are struggling, if, if children are hungry, that they, their parents reach out and, and look to access the support that's there through schools. So a full quarter of school children in Peterborough now, 26% eligible for free lunches. Yeah, and um, I say it's looking like it's continuing to grow. So it, it shows the pressure uh, we're under. Schools are responding amazingly. You've heard from dogs or infants, the work they're doing to try and uh, you know, support families that are, are struggling to access food. Uh, the food banks across the city are doing a magnificent job. Uh, and in the local authority, we're doing all we can. Uh, we're running holiday schemes for parents to access uh, food and activities. And we're also running a voucher scheme in every holiday at the moment to, to support the, the, the challenges that are out there currently. Who qualifies for free school meals? Uh, it, it's quite a complex uh, arrangement. It's a range of uh, different um, uh, benefits that we consider. Uh, universal credit is one of them, below a certain income threshold, uh, job seekers allowance and others. 
Um, it's a really simple process to apply for, though, and I would encourage every parent who's struggling just to go on to uh, either council's website. There's information there on how you apply. All we need is a few simple details about your child, your NHS number, your date of birth, uh, and we can run it against the government system that checks it, and we, we let you know almost immediately whether you're eligible, uh, and that will mean you access a meal, but more importantly, the, the school receives funding too. So it could be up to £2,000 to support your child in the school on top of the meal that you're receiving. So I'd really encourage every parent just to investigate, speak to your school if you can't find the information. Uh, I'm writing to all parents at the end of this week about details about our holiday scheme. Have a look at that letter. It, it, it outlines what you need to do and what the criteria is. Right, so it sounds like you are pretty sure there's families out there who are eligible and who could use free school meals for their kids, but, but who currently haven't claimed. Absolutely, yeah. Particularly in Peterborough, we, we've done a lot of work looking at deprivation rates, uh, how things like unemployment uh, benefits, uh, claimants, uh, income tax claimants compare against our free school meal take-up, and we know there's a gap. Uh, and our schools have been working really hard to advise parents. And again, it's really simple. Just give us a few simple details and we can check uh, that information for all parents. And, uh, you know, it, it may be you don't qualify, but we hold those that information and we can keep checking. And every term we'll check uh, and see if you're eligible and let you know if that's the case, if your, your, your context changes. OK. And how does it work with school budgets, Jonathan? Does it put more pressure on schools' budgets if they're having to provide more meals for free? Um, every time there's a qualifying child, and it, we, we count once a year in October, um, schools will receive an additional uh, payment to, to fund those free school meals. Um, so, and does uh, that come out of your existing schools' budget at the council, or does that come from the government? Uh, all our schools are funded by uh, what's called a, a dedicated schools grant. It's a direct grant from government. So um, we, we don't, uh, it doesn't come out of the council uh, tax funding. Uh, it comes direct. Uh, and for every free school meal child, we get about £485 for it to, uh, to feed them for a year. Um, I have to say that's, that's pretty low and pretty inadequate. It's about £2.40 uh, a day for a meal. Uh, we're finding now that costs somewhere in the region of about £2.60, £2.70 a day are required. So it is placing pressure on schools. Schools do have you know, wider resources to support. This is such an important area um, and our schools are doing all we can to make sure you know, those highly nutritional meals are available uh, and we give children you know, that range of offer so that they are able to sit and learn that they're not distracted by being hungry and, and you know, obviously that helps with parents with the challenges they face at home too. Really interesting that, Jonathan, about the, the money that schools are given to provide free school meals versus the cost of actually providing school meals to children. We can talk about that more with Andy Wilcock, who's the head of food at Impact Food Group, catering company supplying lots of schools in Cambridgeshire and Peterborough, including in Dogsthorpe. Morning, Andy. Morning, Dottie. Does that ring true for you that, you know, the money that schools have from the government to provide a set number of, of school meals a day doesn't actually match up with the cost of providing that number of school meals? No, that's correct. I think the majority of people in education would believe the same thing. And the parents, it, it is very tricky times for everybody. Has that always been the case or, or is it the current rate of inflation, rising costs that's made the difference? It's always been a bit of a challenge, but the rate of inflation has increased that tenfold recently. So we'll look at ways of we might change suppliers, we might change a product, but without compromising on quality. So you'll always give them the best food that we can for that amount of money. What kind of, can you give us a flavour of how much some of your ingredient costs have risen recently? 
I think one of our suppliers with their annual price review was talking about 14% to start with. One of our suppliers last year was trying to go up by 23%, just like that. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So So you do a bit of menu engineering to make things work. What do you do? There's presumably only so much that you can reduce portions, say. You know, these kids have got to have full bellies. That's it. We all work all our meals there nutritionally compliant, they fit in the school food standards. We use the guidelines from the government when we're creating our menu dishes to make sure every box is ticked everywhere we need to be. So like I say, sometimes it may be, you may be able to source a local supplier that you may get something a little bit cheaper from. So we'll look at ways of swapping a product or a supplier, but keeping the quality the same. It's a challenge, we'll say. Yeah, I'm sure it is. What are your memories, Andy, of school dinners when you were growing up? Because there's there's the vibrant pink gammon slice from, <laughs> from my school when I was growing up, which was always served. I mean, this was in the, the 90s, early noughties, and yet still always served with a ring of pineapple on top of it. And it was just tough as old boots. How about you? I remember it was either grey and wet, or it was a chocolate cracknel, a chocolate dessert with pink custard. That that was the one memory of it, the fond it, memory. It was called one. chocolate cracknel. It was chocolate cracknel. It was like a round, <laughs> crunchy rice krispie cake with pink custard. <laughs> oh wow! And do you serve that now on on the menus at the schools you no, cater? No, I think we should put on a theme day. You know, chef's memory throwback or something. <laughs> Children at Becky Waters' school, Dogstall Infants, can have a free breakfast and a free lunch. And she says food bank vouchers are also on offer for families struggling to put food on the table at home. The number of children eligible for free school meals in the city has risen over the last few years. In 2021, 22% of pupils were claiming free lunches. It was 15% in 2017. And we spoke to Jonathan Lewis, Head of Education for Peter. Peterborough City Council and Cambridgeshire County Council a little bit earlier on, he says now the figure for Peterborough is 26%. So that's an increase of more than 10% in, what, six years? BBC Radio Cambridge's Kate Palmer has been to meet Becky Waters, head of Dogsthorpe Infant School. We've just walked through the most amazing hallway with the red carpet and gold stars. I felt like I was in Hollywood. <laughs> good, good, yeah. At Dogstalk Infants, we're all about dream, believe and shine, so we are stars everywhere. How important is food and nutrition to the education you give to your pupils? Oh, my goodness. Food is so important to our, our children, which is why we're very lucky. We, we work with the National Breakfast Programme to give them bagels first thing in the morning, just a little bit of bagel. They then have their free fruit. And then at lunchtime, they have an amazing meal um, by our caterers, Kachina. So food is so important because if you haven't got a full tummy, you can't concentrate on your learning and it bothers you. And we do have children that do need to snack throughout the day to be able to regulate themselves, to be able to, to control their emotions and be able to learn. Do you ever have children come to school hungry and really need that provision? Sadly, we do. Um, sometimes it's because they haven't wanted breakfast at home or they're running late Um, sometimes it is just that provision isn't there for whatever reason particularly at the moment with the financial crisis and and we're finding that children are 
are really needing the bagels. We've had a couple of days without them this week because of a delivery and it's really made a difference to some of the children. They've just not had that little snack that they were expecting to get. So vital that we're, we're able to provide that food. And how important, Mrs Waters, is it that the lunch is nutritious and healthy? Oh yes, I mean we like our treats, a cake or biscuit always sneaks in there to make sure the children have a balanced meal, but it's really important our children are healthy, that they're aware of healthy eating and, and creating themselves a healthy lifestyle. The cost of heating as well as eating is going up, is that proving a challenge to not only provide hot meals in the school but also keep the pupils warm this winter? It's an ongoing challenge for schools, businesses and, and homes and in terms of our school we, we've budgeted as best we can for, for the heating, our children will always be warm and they will always get food. As a head teacher, Mrs Waters, do you provide any help to families who might be struggling at home? Yes, we do. We're a food bank agent, so we can give food bank vouchers to families who find themselves in a position where they just need that little bit of extra help. Um, I've got a pastoral team, our family wellbeing champion will speak to parents, talk to them about budgeting, try and find them links to, to support if need be. But times are, times are tough and our, our resources are, are tight as well, but we will do everything we can to support our families uh, during this, this difficult time. So there is help there for families Absolutely. if they ask for it. Yeah. And I can can see and hear in the playground the children now have bags of energy having yes. had their lunch and I've got a final question for you yeah. Becky what's your favorite item on the menu oh well I'm a bit of a dessert person so when the crumbles come out that's me I, I love love the meals that they they provide and what is it you love about Dogsthorpe Infant School oh I've been here over 20 years it's just a school that gets you to the heart it's a, um, a we have our challenges of course we do but we have children that really want to learn. We have families that want to support. We are a community school that want to make um, our children's lives the best that we can, they can be. So I just love Dogsthorpe Infants. If you, I, I always think if you cut me open, I'll be like a stick of rock and it's Dogsthorpe Infants through and through. Eva Woods is the youth MP for Peterborough. Morning, Eva. Good morning, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. So so more than a quarter of school kids in Peterborough now eligible for free school meals. What do you make of that? I'm not surprised at all, I'm really not. I mean, food poverty and child poverty have been a widespread issue in Peterborough, like across the country for a long time. And I'm disappointed that this discussion is only starting to heat up now because this is a this is a widespread issue. It's been going on for a long time, and it should have had attention. It should have had attention a lot earlier. Um, what impact do you think it has on on children at school, primary or secondary, if they are turning up hungry? It affects their ability to learn, um, obviously. So, if you haven't had access to nutritious food, you're less able to participate in the classroom, and there's so many levels of that participation. You're less able to remember, you're less able to process information, you're less able to engage. Your day is significantly shortened, so these long hours of revision you're supposed to be doing after school become impossible, especially when you haven't got a warm, comfortable home to be going home to to do it. And also it just increases the levels of inequality that you can see between students. Um, the larger that gap gets between those who do have access to nutritious food and those who don't, the inequality that's visible in schools just becomes massive. And what is your experience, Eva, of 
school dinners? Because, of course, giving kids access to, to free school meals is one thing, um, but actually having them eat it could, could well be another, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, no, I did have school dinners. Um, I still do at times. Um, I think what I found was that they weren't affordable. Um, the, For example, the amount of money that some kids will spend on a school dinner in a day um, at the school I'm at, that will average somewhere between £2.50 and £5. That's more than some people will be spending, more than some families will be spending to eat in a day will be gone on one meal. And um, the portions, I think they're standardised across students in all years. So what may be enough to sustain... In theory, free school meals should be enough if that was the only nutritious meal that that child received throughout the day. Maybe for an 11-year-old. For an 18-year-old, absolutely not. Maybe not even for a growing 14-year-old. So <laughs> whether that's an issue of funding, whether that's an issue within schools themselves, um, the quantity has definitely never been sufficient. That's very, very interesting. I mean, we did hear from a guy who who does catering across lots of schools around Cambridgeshire and Peterborough, and he says some of the cost of their ingredients, you know, some suppliers, like they're asking for 20% more money now than they yeah. were a year ago. And obviously that makes it very hard for them at the supply end. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's why this needs to be at the forefront of discussions at the moment within government as well, because like I said, it's not a new issue. It's an incredibly long-standing issue and schools aren't able to magically solve it. They need more funding. They need more support. Um, and this isn't just in Peterborough. This is nationwide. It was really interesting hearing Becky Waters at Dogsthorpe Infants talking about providing breakfast and talking about even providing you know, free snacks, the bagels for the kids to keep them going. And it's amazing what they do. I, I just... Is it like schools, obviously, they have a pastoral role in looking after kids. But where do you draw the line between something that families should be doing for their kids and something that schools should be providing? Well, I'll always say that schools should be and in a lot of cases are a safe space for children and young people. So in theory, in my opinion, a school should be a hub where everything that that child needs can be accessible when they need it. Because there may be differences over opinion about what's a family's role and what's a child's role, what's a family's role and what's a school's role. But the final thing is that sometimes a family's not able to provide that. Anyone who doesn't realise that or anybody who doesn't remember that is out of touch. Sometimes a family just can't provide some of the things that you would believe they should. And in that case, a school does need to step in. And in a place like Peterborough, where we have such high levels of child poverty, schools need to be prepared to step in at all times. And that should be something that they are equipped for and funded for. Sadly, another Launchpad episode has come to an end. Captain Dave and Eddie will be back again soon for another learning journey on the Dogsthorpe Infant School Launchpad.